It's Monday, December 13th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, mental trauma leads to dog fucking. Plus, leaving a voicemail for your father to tell him you are a huge disappointment. It's time to retire the old black bitch. And the stink of the dead is wafting through the beaches of Acapulco. his flatulence. Welcome to 1-800-ASSHOLE. If you won't suck a dick, do you suck a dick? And now for something completely different. We've got sluts with nuts. Yes, Tim Henson, back here with you to start a new week. Program's got a great show for you today. Man, we are inching ever closer to Christmas. There's only like, what, 12 days left? That's less than two weeks. Now, I know some of you have trouble getting into the holiday spirit. There's not much time left, though, so I'm going to do my best to jingle your balls, pork you with my peppermint candy cane, and slay your snatch with my old saint prick. Yes, I'm going to sexually assault you into a merry mood. Brace yourselves, because this will not be pleasant. No, I, uh, I promise not to defile you today. However... I do have a bit of a little uh, Christmas present in the form of a song, courtesy of a collaboration between Haley's Comet and our very own Miss May. I'm not entirely sure where the genesis of this idea came from, uh, but I believe Haley's Comet asked Miss May to sing a song about Mead Skelton getting pegged in the asshole. Not entirely sure what that has to do with Christmas. Maybe Mead asks Santa to go up his chimney. Or maybe this is just Haley's Comet's Christmas wish. Regardless, it's great. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Miss May singing Mead the Peg Man. Hello out there in TV land. It's Mead Skelton with another vlog chat for you. Just want to talk about my favorite sex toy. I just love to destroy my butt. <laughs> And 
Miss May and Haley's Comet for that. Uh, moving on. You know, it's been a while since we've checked in with the fake disorders community on TikTok. For those of you that don't know, there's a whole group of people, mainly 13 to 17-year-olds on TikTok, who are convinced or are trying to convince other people they have multiple personalities. Well, it's not just multiple personalities. They're faking all sorts of disorders like uh, Tourette's. Talk a little bit about... Wow! 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 I wanted to talk... Wow! 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 I wanted to talk a little bit about... Wow! 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 She never got around to talking about whatever it is she had in mind. Wow. So yeah, there are people who pretend to have Tourette's or fake neurological conditions, but by and large... The most popular disorder to have is a dissociative identity disorder, dude, which is basically multiple personalities. In past episodes of the show, we went into great detail with uh, all the different lingo they used, which most of it is bullshit. It's, it's not like medical terms. It's all like made up stuff. These people have systems. That's what they call the grouping of all their personalities. And uh, different personalities have different roles, like protector of the group. Leader. Here's a good example. This is like a standard, run-of-the-mill, multiple-personality TikTok video. I'm Luke, and I'm the host of the system. His pronouns is they, them. I'm Eris. I'm, I'm the protector, I guess. Eris is it, him. Get the fuck out of my face. He's the bad boy of this DID system. If Eris is out to play, you better just watch your step. Hi, I'm CL. Um... I am the caretaker of the system. She's like the mama alter. Uh, they're uh, her prone shirt. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Their pronouns are on there, and I'm trying to figure out how to use them. She, they is uh, their pronouns. <laughs> but um, sorry about Eras. He's an idiot. <laughs> Hi, I- I'm Lunar. Uh, um, I'm uh, I. I don't know my role yet. I, I, I'm new. <laughs> Their pronouns are they, it. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm Candy. I am... Um, I'm trauma holder. You sound a lot like the last alter. Like this person ran out of ways to talk. Do what all the other multiple personality fakers do. Throw in a British accent. Yeah, for some reason there's like always one British alter. Again, it's obvious why, right? It's like There's only so many different ways these people can talk, right? Throw their voice. They could do like a girl voice and a boy voice and a gruff voice. And then it's like, I want to have more alters, but they got to sound different. I'll give one a stutter, I guess, or a lisp. We'll make one European. Next up, I have another example of a, a different type of mental illness, specifically how trauma can lead to animal fucking. 
It appears this was originally recorded in a voice chat and then posted on TikTok. So please ignore the shitty TikTok music. Cover can. Background there. My my, uh, zoophilia is actually uh, based on trauma. As you would find, you can shut your mouth. Trauma is real and it can cause situations. No one's saying trauma isn't real. It just seems like you're using it as an excuse to normalize zoophilia. Now, an anti-animal fucker has infiltrated the chat. 100%. I I believe in trauma. 100%, you know, but I just don't think that trauma is animals. Like, what the fuck? And then you got little ass kids, 14 and 15 year olds, liking animals? No, the thing is, sorry for budging your conversation, but... All right, all right, all right, all right. So that's the kind of questions we're not tolerating here. The type disrespectful questions. Shut that asshole down. Even though he is making some good points, I understand they don't want to hear it. Here is the one thing I don't understand. All right. These people acknowledge they are zoophiles because of trauma. Something bad happened to you and all of a sudden you have the desire to fuck a deer or something. You're cognizant of the fact that uh, the reason why you're attracted to animals is because of this trauma. Maybe it's not a great idea to pop in a chat room and talk about how sexy dogs are. Because that was what was happening in this chat room. Sorry, what the- oh my god, that that one Russian species of dogs that have like really long legs are so goddamn attractive. Oh, so sexy. Dobermans. Dobermans! <laughs> yeah! Dobermans. Yes. I have... Um, and also Australian Shepherd Alwuga. <laughs> oh my God! I love them. I love them so much. I agree with the shepherds. I have. I have an. Um, I have Australian an Australian shepherd. shepherd. Someone call animal control, please. My theory is that half of these people actually do want to have sex with dogs. The other half, they're pretending they want to. Is that where we're at now with mental illness? Just like the people pretending to have multiple personalities, there are people out there pretending to want to fuck animals. There is a a considerable amount of backlash, not against the people wanting to fuck animals, no, no, the uh, people with multiple personalities. A lot of people comment on their videos saying, "Uh, have you been professionally diagnosed? Because I'm guessing no. Oh, people faking multiple personalities hate that question. Did you know that... Diagnoses are not required for anything. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's true. Did you know that we're also autistic? I guess that, yeah. And have Tourette's? Oh, no, but we don't have a diagnosis. Oh, no, whatever shall you do? Get a diagnosis to confirm what's going on in your fruity little head is true and get medication and treatment? Come on, bro. That is literally your energy right now. No, you're receiving my energy wrong. Uh, My energy towards you should be much more aggressive and angry. The only thing that we have a diagnosis for right now is... Hiccups? ADHD. Oh. But we've had that since, like, fucking childhood. Yeah, pretty much every child has ADHD. Uh, We're also autistic and Tourette's. We uh, we do have anxiety and depression diagnosed. I forgot to say that just a moment ago. The question is, who diagnosed these? Uh, But we are professionally recognized by at least ten motherfuckers. 
and we have been since sixth grade. That was the first re professional recognition. So I have a few good memories of professional people at school in the counselor's office sitting next to us. Yes, the professional who diagnosed him was his elementary school guidance counselor. What follows next is complete bullshit, I believe. Professional people at school in the counselor's office sitting next to us saying, yes, they are a system. Yeah, I don't think a school guidance counselor knows what a DID system is. Mainly because multiple personalities is so rare. Until, of course, the age of TikTok, and now, like, every fifth kid has multiple personalities. That is why there's changes in handwriting, behavior, accents, wording, preferences. You know one of this kid's alters has a British accent. And shit like that. That's why one day they won't respond to the name, and the next day they might. Because they're a system. There are so many ways that you could end up finding out that you're a system. So shut up. Whoa, aggro much? I feel like I should mention this anytime we talk about dissociative uh, identity disorder. 0.01% of the population. That's the guess as to how frequently this pops up. If you thought this kid and the animal fuckers were crazy, the final clip I have for you today is truly cuckoo crazy bananas. Bonus, we learn a new term. Here is a young woman who says she's experiencing DID. I am a program system. What that means is that not only was I going through the abuse that causes DID to form, but my abusers also knew that was going to happen. So they used it to their advantage to create a more apparently normal alter, a.k.a. myself, Jimena, to make sure that they never get caught. That last word is caught. I mean, this is some psyop bullshit, isn't it? So the people in her life, let's just say it's her parents. I don't know if that's the case or not, but let's say. All right. So her parents started mentally abusing her, knowing that this would cause her to then have multiple personalities, which is all part of their plan. Then somehow they created a personality for her that was outwardly normal and it would mask her true mental illness therefore no one will suspect the abuse this girl is going through that required a lot of forethought and really skill on the part of her abusers to figure out exactly how to give her multiple personalities and how to program the personalities they want this woman is nuts just not nuts in the way she says she is well there you go just some more fake disorders uh, mostly on tiktok you know, another great online resource to find the mentally unstable happens to be BitChute. That's where we found Galileo2333. He might be my favorite find of 2021. He is just um, a straight-up pedophile, and he has no shame about it. I don't know if he's heard himself on Distorted View Daily, but I kind of feel like he's stealing my shtick. Like, in his most recent video, he's doing News of the Weird. Hi, Galileo2333. There's a guy by the name of Nichiren Ogondo. This is another another thing in Florida. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Motherfucker is gunning for my job. And the worst part about it is he can pronounce these names better than me. Nichiren Ogondo. Oh, I would have mangled that one. He was arrested for recording his um 
It looks like his girlfriend's um, teen, teenage and preteen daughters showering and using the bathroom. He installed a smoke detector camera in the bathroom. Can we not give Galileo 2333 any ideas here? Hidden camera and the smoke alarm. What a good idea. Um, the 7-year-old and 16-year-old at the time. Um, and th- those little girls really should have been, you know, one of those girls should have been his girlfriend. Um, they should be legalized for a guy to have sex with a girl, sexual activity with a girl as young as 7. Hot take alert. Woo, woo, woo. Now you see why Galileo isn't on YouTube. He's been banned. Only Bitchute has the balls to host his videos. Protectors of free speech and pedophilia enablers. Bitchute is a true patriot and freedom fighter. And um, as for voyeurism, I mean, that's a sign of, um, you know, dep- you know, sexual deprivation, not being able to actually engage in sexual activity with people. Um, you can't blame him for that. You can't be mad at him. You should pity him. You know, that's, you know, guys should not have to resort to that. It should be legalized for a guy to have complete sexual interaction with a girl, you know, 16 years old, definitely. I mean, that's legal in a lot of states. Something tells me that Galileo has has one of those poster-sized images of America up on his wall with uh, the age of consent on each of the states. You know, just as a handy reference for him. You know, old guys should be, you know, going for 16-year-old girls if it's legal in your state. Um, But seven years old, they should legalize that. They should lower the age of consent to about seven. That's the cutoff for Galileo. That's what's acceptable. Anything under the age of seven, that's gross. Seven. Um, and if there's going to be any age of consent at all. I take that back. Toddlers are on the table. Ultimately, you know, ultimately adult men should be able to marry young girls. And that is Galileo 2333. Keeping with this sexy talk, you know, we've played audio of uh, people making sex noises or role-playing. There's that whole subreddit called Gone Wild Audio where people will read stories or act out scenes. What you may not have known is that there are also professional websites and voice actors that charge and provide a a higher quality auditory sexual experience. It's really no different than porn videos, you know? You can watch two people have drunken sex recorded with their shaky iPhone. Or there's, you know, a glossier, more professionally done porn in a studio with multiple cameras. It's all about your preference. So I've got an example here of some higher quality audio porn. This is from Voice Like Candy. Looks like she typically charges anywhere between $5 and $10. Not bad. And the scene I have for you today features a young girl who's on vacation. She's leaving a voicemail uh, to check in with her dad. Her dad happens to be a racist, though. Uh, He he runs some sort of pro-white organization. You guys already know where this is going, right? There's there's not a chance in hell she had sex with a white guy. Daddy, I wanted to call and thank you for paying for this cruise. This island is so amazing. I want to tell you all about how my trip is going. It's your father. You can leave out some details. Just sort of give an overview. You don't have to get too specific. Last night, I went to the club in my shortest mini dress. See, like right there. 
You just say you went out dancing. You met some new friends. And danced until 3 a.m. Every guy there was black. And they all bought me drinks. Here's my problem with this story. She's going to have sex with some black guys. My issue with this story is we've got uh, some guy who's totally racist. Why would he pay for his daughter to go someplace that is just like full of black people? Like send your daughter on a trip to Ireland or something. I don't know. Like a Nordic country. So somewhere where there are very few black people. Some of them even pulled my skirt up so they could see my thong. Glad you're having fun, honey. Like, how do you expect her father to respond to that? I guess they don't see a lot of blonde, blue-eyed, teenage white girls down in the tropics. I'm going to fast forward. The girl walks home in the middle of the night, down a dark alley. Black guys are there. Six. And fuck, those bulges. It looked like they were hiding baseball bats down their pants. You always told me that blacks are jungle animals who do nothing but smoke drugs and rape innocent white women. So you have been listening to everything I've been telling you all these years. I'm so proud of you, honey. So I knew I was in trouble. I had to find a way out. So I stopped, dropped, and rolled. Then I remember that's what you're supposed to do when you're on fire, not about to be raped by black men. I wish I could remember all of the teachings from that safety tips audio tape I had. If you're in a rape situation, then there's technique four. Act retarded. Baby, I'm going to rape you. You're coming with me. Uh, okay, I'm coming with you. I changed my underwear. I'm in mess. The rapist isn't going to rape you with a shitty asshole. These are just some of the helpful techniques you'll learn from our new instructional DVD set. Safety Tips with Tim Henson. See? It does come in handy. It only works, though, if you commit these tips to memory. He's completely forgotten about the uh, shitting her pants thing. And now she will pay dearly. I was afraid for my safety, Daddy. So I did the only thing I could do. Run? Call the police? No, she went with option C. I got on my knees. And, well, I... I sucked all their dicks, Daddy. I know it must hurt you to hear it. But I squatted like a stripper in that alley and sucked off all three of those black thugs. Well, I hope you're enjoying your vacation. This is going to be the last one on Daddy's Dime. Why? Because you don't know when to shut your mouth. It was so amazing. I'm... I mean... Scary. Their cocks were huge, Daddy, like over a foot long, hanging down to their knees. I put my glossed-up dick-sucker lips around every one of those long dongs and swallowed every coal-black inch while my hands milked their big nigger nutsacks. Figured there'd be one N-word in there. <sighs> I hate to say it, but you'll probably be hearing that sound clip again here on the show. I... I fingered myself while I got them off. I sucked their dicks like a good little white girl, and by the time those big black thugs were finished, I was totally covered in nigger cum. I wish you had been there to see it. Why? Why why do you want your dad to see that? You want him to have a heart attack? None of this is going to improve how he feels about black people. Do you see my problem with uh, the the plot of this story? I don't know. I just feel like if you're paying six or ten dollars or whatever, the author should have thought some of these things out. It could have worked out a more believable way to work in the racist father learning about his daughter's interracial affairs. Of course, in the end, the people listening just want to get off, so plot holes and believability probably don't matter. But when I jerk off, I need that. I need that realism. 
I don't just give up my seed willy-nilly. You gotta earn it. All right, uh, real quick, before we get into the news, Bev and Bob, who I think we just featured not too long ago, but they're very prolific, posting new music about every 20 minutes. They are Utards, and they are huge karaoke fans, uh, so they're posting a lot of Christmas music, so I thought we would share one more that was just posted uh, earlier today, as a matter of fact. This is Winter Wonderland. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. Now, Bob is good, but Bev, in my opinion, is the superstar. Gone away <laughs> is a bluebird. Yeah. In his place is a new bird. He's singing our song as we go along, walking in a winter subscribes to the Tim Henson School of Entertainment, and that is Louder is Always Better! In the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on we'll conspire Bev has fallen asleep. Uh, that's why Bob is just sort of taking over singing duties for the entire fucking song here. Thankfully, halfway through or so, she wakes up to participate again. When the snows ain't a thrilly, through you know, kids are chilly. Loud and monotone. That's what vocal teachers say really captivates a crowd. Walking in a winter wonderland. Right, thank you, Bev and Bob. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news right now. Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Help support this nonsense. When you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Well over 4,000 shows at this point. More importantly, every week we do brand new Sideshow exclusive podcasts, typically uh, two times a week. That means tomorrow's show is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Check it out, superfreaksideshow.com. There might be some holiday deals. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but they're, they're, okay, they're there. Just go to superfreaksideshow.com for more information. Don't forget, the Distorted View store is open, chock full of new and returning DV merchandise, t-shirts, mugs, tumblers, pillows, magnets, bottle openers, I mean, just all sorts of stuff. Check it out, store.distortedview.com. All right, three very quick stories now for stuff. People in Acapulco are complaining about the disgusting scents coming out of a morgue. Yes, apparently pungent odors are a problem, but the director of the facility said, quote, look, there's 250 bodies in there. It won't smell like perfume. I'm guessing he added, what the hell do you want from me? Basically went on to say, look, a morgue is going to always smell no matter how clean it's kept. That's Ben Villa, uh, as he was talking to the newspaper Reforma after residents of the resort city's Progresso neighborhood complained. He also said there's no evidence that the smell of cadavers is harmful to human health. So, you know, when you're around the morgue, plug your fucking nose. And if there's a strong gust of wind or something, well, that's Mother Nature. And I can't be blamed for that bitch. She does what she wants to do. 
This morgue director is taking a very defiant attitude. He said, uh, look, we would all be sick. I've been working in the morgue for more than 30 years. If the smell was harmful, a colleague would have already died. You fucking pussies will be fine. Uh, He acknowledged that only three of the morgue's five refrigerated chambers are currently in operation because the doors of two of them don't close properly. That's why some of the smell is escaping. For that reason, about a hundred bodies were transported to another area morgue. Overcrowding in morgues is not just a problem in Acapulco, but across the entire country, the morgue director said. He certainly has a lot of excuses, doesn't he? How come uh, no other morgues are having this smell problem? It's just the one in Acapulco. Gotta be due to that Acapulco heat. On the next Acapulco heat, Sunday at 7 on Channel 15. That was a steamy, sexy TV show. Do you remember Acapulco heat? Probably not. It only lasted two seasons. It was like syndicated or something. It was about international terrorist crime fighters based in Acapulco. And, uh, you know, so they would uh, blend in with the rest of the Acapulco crowd. This elite team would pose as models and photographers representing a beach fashion business. And Heat was actually the name of the group, right? It it stood for (laughs) Hemisphere Emergency Action Team. Kind of sounds like to me they were having trouble coming up with a backronym for heat. It's crazy because it was a show that was not successful, right? The first season aired in like 1993 or 1994. Got low ratings. They canceled the show. And then for like some reason, they brought it back for a second season in 1998, but with an entirely different cast. I really want to know who greenlit this show for a second season five years after the first. Someone was really invested in Acapulco Heat. They wanted to know where this story was going. And this television producer had no other ideas. We got to put something on TV. Let's just do 22 more episodes of the international crime fighters in Acapulco pretending to be photographers running around in bathing suits or something. Okay. Worked for Baywatch. Acapulco Heat, Saturday afternoons here on Channel 3. Yeah, they also didn't get uh, prime time slots. The fuck is at home watching TV at 3 p.m. on a Saturday? All right, uh, anyway, back to the story. High levels of violent crime in Mexico mean there is a constant stream of bodies to government-run morgues. So come visit beautiful Acapulco. Crystal clear water? gorgeous beaches and a constant stream of corpses now that's my kind of vacation don't forget the stink emanating from the cadavers that's hot acapulco heat and just for the record there are currently more than fifty-two thousand unidentified bodies in morgues that's according to data disseminated by a movement for our missing people a non-governmental organization. Again, the Acapulco Tourism Board could use this to their advantage if they're smart. Save on your next vacation to Acapulco, because chances are you won't need a round-trip ticket. You ain't making it out of here alive. Acapulco heat. All right, second story we have for you today. 37-year-old Jason Lynn is being held on a federal warrant in the Metro Nashville jail after he called the FBI to tell them that he sold his soul to country singer Luke Bryan and would commit treason for him, including getting on a plane and carrying out a specific threat to President Joe Biden. 
I have heard the name Luke Bryan before. I don't think I know any of his songs, uh, but uh, if you're in the same boat as me, here's a little bit of Luke Bryan. This is his most popular song with over 366 million plays on Spotify. She said, play it again, play it again. Uh, That's enough of that. You will not be playing it again. Thank you. I'm not sure why you would call the FBI to say, hey, guess what I'm going to do? Something horrible to the president. Just waiting for Luke Bryan to give me the word. People need to stop voicing their intended crimes. That's the type of shit James Bond villains do. Never works out for them. All right. Yes, he explained that he was simply waiting on Luke Bryan to give him the orders. Agents from the United States Secret Service say Jason Lynn called the FBI's National Threat Center on himself, I guess, on December 4th and threatened the life of the president of the United States of America. Lynn told them, I'm standing looking at Nissan Stadium and I'm wearing a black suit with black shoes, a gray button up shirt and Prada glasses. He told the operator that he was calling to inform them of a future crime he was going to commit and that he planned to kill the president and the FBI director. He explained that he was about to max out his father's credit card, which had about a $30,000 limit. So I can buy a lot of stuff. Jealous. Lynn then told the operator, I just sold my soul to Luke Bryan. I told him I will commit treason for him. And I told him that it goes up to including with me flying to D.C. tonight, putting a bullet in Biden's head and dying. If you do not get me an agent in person right now with a plan, the next time I'm in D.C., I'm walking up to the director of the FBI and I'm putting a bullet in his head in public. You understand that? See? Towards the end of the call, Lynn reiterated. At the end of the day, I'm threatening the president's life and the director of the FBI's life. Lynn then concluded by saying, I'm serious. (laughs) Because everyone was laughing at him, I guess. I'm serious, guys. Uh, You don't do this. I'm hopping on a plane to D.C. as soon as I can. I'm buying a gun and I'm going to hunt down the director of the FBI and I'm going to put a bullet in his head. Agents learned that Lynn had been arrested just days prior on November 30th, wearing the exact same outfit he described himself to be in. Kind of sounded like he was bragging on the phone. I've got my Prada glasses on and I got my suit. That's that's his one outfit, though. Not so impressive when you've got nothing else to wear. He was arrested on uh, November 30th uh, for an incident at Best Buy when he wouldn't leave the store and he was like screaming at people. I I don't know if Luke Bryan made him do that or not. On December 5th, Lynn would again be taken into custody, this time due to his outbursts uh, at a downtown Nashville hotel. When the Secret Service was alerted to his custody status, they came to the jail for an interview in which uh, Lynn then explained again that he would simply shoot Biden if Luke Bryan asked. Guys, I bet Luke Bryan doesn't even really need to ask, you know, with words. He just has to give Jason a look. Even if Luke is, is just on TV. And there's a wink or a nod. Jason knows what that means. Lynn did state that he does not have any plans to go to the White House and hurt Biden, unless Luke Bryan tells him to. Lynn also explained that he knew the White House communications phone number from memory and would troll their phone lines. He also noted that the Milwaukee Police Department, where he lived previously, considered him to be homicidal. Good call. That department had alerted federal authorities of his action in years past. When Lynn found out that he would be staying in custody in the county sheriff's department 
As he was still facing charges for the downtown hotel incident, he became upset and said, quote, when I'm released from local custody, I will fly to D.C. and kill Biden, even though Luke Bryan hasn't said word one. After a special agent explained to Lynn the repercussions of making such a statement, Lynn said, uh, well, I will fly to D.C. and I'm going to do what needs to be done. Wink. You, you want to take a guess where Lynn's at right now? He's uh, he's still behind bars. I don't, I don't think he's going to be getting out anytime soon. All right. Final story we have for you today. This one comes from the UK. Former First Minister Alex Salmon has spoken out against the planned renaming of the historic Black Bitch Pub. Best place. Yes, owners of the Linlithgow Pub are applying to change the name to the Black Hound, saying language has evolved in the original title. Now kind of seems racist. I mean, even if the, the pub was named after a dog, it just doesn't sound right. Black bitch. Yes, uh, the original title now holds racist and offensive connotations. The Green King Chains decision has sparked a backlash from some residents. More than 6,000 people have signed a petition rejecting the move. The company's operations manager, Paul Wishart, said after research was conducted into the name, it was decided that the pub needed a new title, which would be anti-racist, inclusive, and promote diversity. Blackhound is okay, I guess. Still got the word black in there. I know, you know, a lot of things are black. It doesn't necessarily mean a person, but you're changing the name because it sounded racist. Why not just get rid of black altogether? How about the Thirsty Hound or... Big Nigger Nutsacks. No, scratch that idea. Too wordy. Quote, the black bitch name comes from the local legend of a dog, which swam repeatedly to an island with food to help her owner who was stranded there. Many residents say the phrase represents loyalty, and those opposed to the change are concerned about losing a piece of folklore. Wishard insists the pub's coat of arms and image would remain and assured residents that no history would be erased. We're aware of the pub's history. We're aware of where the name originates. The proposal to change the name to the Black Hound will still reflect that history. Salman, who was born in Linlithgow, said Green King should call time on their daft plans. The legend of the faithful black bitch is woven into our tradition and has no association whatsoever with racism or sexism. They should instead redouble their efforts in inclusive employment and supporting anti-racist causes, not gratuitously insult an entire town, he added. Green King's CEO said we've spent many months reviewing and discussing this as we understand that changing the name will attract a range of views. But as part of our commitment to being an anti-racist organization, we want our pub names to be welcoming and inclusive. And that means taking action when there is a need to make a positive change for the better. Oh, I see uh, someone has their hand up. It's uh, young Tim Henson over there. Do you have an idea for a name for the bar? Black Nut Juice. Uh, okay, so from black bitch to black nut juice. Maybe if they were known for a drink that contained nuts or something. Black nut juice is good, but I gotta say, Negro nut cream, way better. Now that has a nice ring to it. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. 
All right, I'd love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. If you want to email me, I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Don't forget, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. It's like a big chat room. Uh, check it out. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at uh, distortedview.com. All right, let's check in with a few freaks here, see what they've been up to. Joe Newton, Agacom here, longtime caller, first time listener. Uh, you were wondering a few weeks ago, you know, how long you've been featuring Need. Uh, and yeah. you were thinking it was a little closer to the five or six years. And. I've been keeping notes while I go through the archives, and I have it right here uh, on June 9th, 2019, 15 minutes in. It's listed as the grand debut of Need Skelton, and I was all ready and prepared to call you and talk shit on you, but as it turns out, this is actually a Tim was right, comma, damn it moment, because as it turns out, fucking September 28th, 2015, just under 10 minutes in. So not only is this episode, I think, a good Best Of nominee, because you open it by discovering how much Vincent Price loves mushrooms, <laughs> but you also end up playing Need and his song, Perfect Marriage. You didn't really give him a lot of attention for the next four years because, I mean, he needed to percolate a bit more. To really? Perfect Marriage was the first thing we ever featured of Mead? The... the, the complete freak that we know him and love him for but uh yeah i thought pervert marriage was one of like the newer songs we discovered as it turns out like i realized it's an old song wow that is you actually first played me about six years ago so damn it tim you're right well fuck you you know maybe uh during the christmas uh break which is what only a few days long maybe i'll do uh that as a best of show Sounds like a good one. All right, next up here. Hey, Trish, this is Dr. Felder Snatch. I'm just calling about that. I actually didn't you. What? Um, she's psycho-effective. Um, she's probably touched by her uncle Fred. Um, I can't understand a word you're saying. I'm sorry. I can only surmise that you're talking about the Duggars, and I can't add to anything that you're saying because, again, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, there was a new Duggar-related news story. I almost read this, but there's really not a lot of information. It's great, though. So Josh Duggar uh, is uh, guilty of uh, child porn, You know, having child porn on his computer, <laughs> both his home computer and work computer and shit, right? Uh, of course, he's the one that molested his sisters. Now there's a story. Jana Duggar. One of the uh, other, one of the female kids, right? Jenna Duggar uh, is now charged with endangering the welfare of a minor in Arkansas. That's two now of the 19 children that are in legal trouble for doing weird things with kids. Uh, We don't know any other details. Maybe she just, you know, didn't make her kid wear a seatbelt and she was pulled over or something. I, I don't know. I'm guessing there's more than that. Jenna Duggar was charged with endangering. Is that how you pronounce it? Jana, Jana, Jana. Jana was uh, charged with endangering the welfare of a child back in September. Uh, court documents from a court in Elm Springs, Arkansas, reveal the former reality star pleaded not guilty to the charge. Uh, the 31-year-old is ordered to appear in court on January 10th. The charge could be classified as a Class A or B misdemeanor offense and could result in some jail time if not mitigated to a fine. Oh, I hope this story snowballs into something even bigger. 
I continue to rack up win after win against these Tuggers. Hey, Tammy Boo, it's me, BB Listener Full Bore. I just Hello. finished the episode of uh, the sissy fag that likes to get pissed on, and I have to say... You'll have to be more specific. Which sissy fag that likes to be pissed on? Episodes like this, it's like... I love being there when it's the birth of a phrase, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you know, <laughs> carefully don't get AIDS, pervert, or... You know, Careless Fairy. Did we come up with a good one on that episode? I don't remember. You know, things like that. So we know, and you even said it on the on the podcast that, you know, we'll be hearing that phrase a lot soon. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Great show. Love you, Tim. Yeah, but what was the phrase that we came up with that is so good that I cannot remember now? <laughs> don't leave me hanging like that. Hey, Tim. It's David. Um, just saying, you know, how you all and all that. Um, I can't remember what show it was. I think it's like one of the ones kind of back. I was listening to the back catalog and stuff. And it's like, yeah, July 25th. This guy called in and said he was fucking this girl from behind and he put the laptop with porn on it on her back, which is like, how fucked up were you during yeah. that? Use that bitch as a table. Um, and he was asking if you've ever done anything super crazy. Um, I don't believe that you have. And I think there's one or two things you probably, you know, oh. don't really talk about or anything. Probably. I'll tell you one of mine. I was shagging this girl in Scotland who was from England, but had me like come up there. You're so international. And we're having sex and she goes, punch me in the face. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking? And she straight out cold cocks me in the eye. And it's like, punch me, just screaming. She's hitting me and all this. So I punched her back and blood just squirts out of her nose. And I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm going to jail. I'm going to fucking go to jail right now. And yeah, that could have went wrong. Huh? She goes, oh, my fucking God. Yes, I'm coming. Wow. And I was just. I feel like, you know, she should have really told you about that beforehand. Like it's a weird thing to spring on you in the middle of sex because you really gotta, like, you're weighing the pros and cons. Should I punch her? She wants to be punched, but, like, there might there may be repercussions. Yeah, look, we didn't even really talk to each other after that. And then I came to hmm. find out she's one of my best mate's sisters, and so I'd run into her at fucking events and shit. Did you ever tell your friend what she's into? So, there you go, man. What's one of yours? Cheers. There was someone who liked to be strangled. I guess that's weird. It's, it's kind, of, kind of like the same boat you were in, where I was like, R- R- "What do you want me to? How do I? What do you? How do I? <laughs> what do I do?" And there was like one. There's like, it was like pressing both thumbs in a specific part of his neck, with my hands wrapped around it. But um, that's the only, that's the only thing I can think of right now. And it's just because you said that it, it jogged my memory, and it, that was, that was like a two or three time thing I think yo Timmy Boo it's Darky number six uh, it's about October 2nd hoping to reach you about Christmas time we got okay. a song request good call I haven't heard this in a while uh, so uh, pseudo Christian you know, uh, you know how you do uh, about making love to Jesus one, one of the lyrics is like I want your grace all over my face Okay. Uh, don't remember too much about it, but I, I, I really missed that song. I, you know, a lot of people ask about that one. I have it in my system here as this one's for you, Jesus. I don't know if that's the official title. I believe it has a different name. I don't remember what it is, though. This one's for you, Jesus. This one's for you, baby. Oh yeah, you can tell that's coming from the soul. That's from my soul, baby. 
I'm sitting up in church, we just kicking the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, it's nice. I'm daydreaming about the day we'll meet in heaven. Yeah, Jesus, ain't that right? Oh, you're looking so toned up on that cross. Got a sleek swimmer's body, nothing soft on Jesus. The body of Christ is what I'm seeing. Oh, Jesus, wanna be him. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, who's gonna save me? You, Jesus, baby, take me, baby. Take me to the place that I need to be By your side, all right Gonna wash your feet Ooh, skin so soft Feeling so nice This is really gonna rock Keep me warm at night Can't play the whole thing But, uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll do this as an intro to DV After the, uh, the, the Christmas season Busy doing Christmas songs right now Although, you know, this one's about Jesus And Christmas is Jesus' day Here's a connection there. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail on for you at 206 666 4463. That's 206 Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I put my glossed up dick sucker lips around every one of those long dongs. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I'll see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Hey, you know something? No, what? I had a wet dream last night. Wet dream? What's that? Oh, you know, some sperm comes out of your penis. Sperm? Yeah, sort of a sticky stuff. Guy's part of a baby. Didn't your brother ever tell you about that? No. He never says much about anything. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.